Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's for our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. We're not striving to be tastemakers, professional critics, or make objective value judgments. We're just trying to put new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it however you see fit. Even if we don't like something, if you do, we encourage you to support it by buying records, going and seeing bands, etc. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. And that's all there is to it. Sorry for the week off. Nate had COVID, as people who follow us on social media already were aware of. Uh, It's just, you know, it is what it is. He finally got it. He's down for the count. But he's back and better than ever. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was like a day. Felt like I felt like shit for a day. Yeah. Then I had a headache every day. Sure. <laughs> that's that's sometimes that's just a normal week for me. <laughs> yeah, if, if I wasn't testing positive for COVID, that would I would have not thought nothing of it. Yeah. So also, uh, if I'm a little, if I have a bit of a sultry rumble to my voice, <laughs> it's because I'm redis. Well, I'm not rediscovering. I'm discovering for the first time actually because of my the the, the years that have transpired and uh, the way that time has worn me down. That singing for a hardcore band was once a very easy task for me. Still is. It's not for me. You have a much different type of voice than I have. Mm. Different register. You're 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 you got a lower voice. Um, I am very out of practice, and I thought, oh, this will be simple because the last time I did it, I was 20 years old, and I was a different man on on every level. Yeah, I physiologically. I wasn't even a man. You know, I physiologically, spiritually, mentally, I was a different human at that point in my life. Yeah, and I'm finding now that um, just yelling. It takes its toll on my voice, so I'm, I'm going to have to actually start doing like vocal warm ups or something. I don't know. Mm. It's it's brutal, or I'm going to have to figure out a different way to to sing hardcore music. So if I, uh, if if you notice a difference in my voice, that's why it's because I just got done with practice and I'm very out of practice at doing this. Yeah, I also wanted to say, uh, kind of grim up top. I meant to do one of these uh, a few weeks ago, but I wanted to uh, to give a shout out and a rest in power. To, uh, to Blake Fowler. Uh, Nate, you didn't know Blake. I met Blake when Time and Pressure played at the Bug House a few years ago. Blake passed a few a few weeks back. Uh, had a ton of mutual friends. Was a really, really sweet kid. The last, uh, the last interaction I had was when Parasitic Twins was booking our weekend in September. Blake was trying super hard to, to hook us up with the Pennsylvania date for no reason other than the fact that I just posted about the fact that I needed one and he was bending over backwards to try to accommodate that. Um, super, super good kid. Uh, his, his passing affected a lot of people that I know personally and I'm friends with really hard. Uh, so rest in peace to that dude. Also rest in peace to Ian Selby, who was uh, a listener of the show. I think one of the earliest listeners of the show, definitely one of the first dudes in the Demo Listen Facebook group. Um, older listeners will know Ian from uh, running Fist Held High Records in the 90s. He put out some some cool shit. He put out like the Burial Ground, Drag Body Split. He put out a bunch of cool shit. Um, he was like a lifer, uh, was going through uh, like a battle with cancer that I, I actually wasn't aware of. He talked mm-hmm. to me fairly fairly frequently just because about the podcast and stuff. Sure. Had talked about trying to book uh, Parasitic Twins up in, up in like uh, around Milwaukee and shit. And uh, he just passed like this last week, and I know like a bunch of people in the demolition group that uh, were around in the '90s were were pretty pretty fucked up by it. 
super, super sweet dude, really down dude. So, uh, and like I said, listener of the podcast, I think from pretty much day one. So just wanted to shout that dude out, shout out anybody that was affected by that. It sucks. Um, but <clears throat> now that I got the, the sad shit out of the way yeah. up top, we can just, uh, we can just jump into the normal the normal mundane bullshit that right. we talk the about. normal ordinary stuff the normal ordinary stuff which <laughs> according to my notes which i took like two and a half weeks ago maybe three weeks ago was torture has gotten mundane because it's purely pragmatic now was a lot more fun when it was sadosexual and religious in nature the, the, these are the type of notes that i take i don't i can't remember how well, i was led to this yeah you know what i mean but yeah well i mean I think that um, in both applications, yeah, both sadosexual and religious in nature, yeah, at the time, well, there's a lot of overlap between those big crossover sure, and event sure, diagram. Sure. Yeah. But at the time, they probably thought it was pragmatic as well. Yeah, well, it's just a normal thing. Sure. Yeah. How do we know she's a witch? I don't know. Shove this up her ass until her pelvis <laughs> breaks. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Right. Right. Yeah. I just think like I, I can't remember how I got on this topic. I'm sure I was probably berating my girlfriend <laughs> with it, you know, just like <laughs> just yelling at her about like why don't we have str you know stretch racks anymore? Why don't we draw and quarter? And it's not that I want any of these things to somebody make a return. Does. Oh sure, somebody is drawing and quartering somebody as we speak. Perhaps <laughs> yeah. someone in our listenership, <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But like largely speaking, torture. As because I, I guess I was thinking about like, you know, growing up being exposed to very brutal videos on the internet and whatnot, even those lacked a relative or displayed a relative lack of imagination on the torturer's part. It was pretty bog standard sort of like we cut a guy's arm off, you know what I mean? Right. We, we lop some tits off, which are brutal <laughs> and, and horrific. It's to the point. It's to, but it's it's very to the point. It's very mundane. It's not. There's no. You're not stretching your creative legs. There's you know? no ritual to it. There's no. Yeah. There's no artistry to it. Yeah. What happened to throwing somebody on a pyramid and just watching them slowly slide I'm, I'm, down? I'm looking at. I'm looking. At it, you know mechanisms of torture now sure the chair of torture yeah that's that's the pyramid right pretty yes. much yep right the pair that's what oh the pair right sure the pair, that's where you shove it up the ass and screw it and it breaks sure yeah breaks bones yes ruins you mm -hmm. the pair of anguish right yes the pair of anguish like see i mean that's the thing dude like <laughs> yeah. we don't have modern analogs right. for the pair of anguish right 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 right. I mean? right the brazen bull which right sure. i don't know as a method of torture so much as just a method of just killing slow killing yeah yeah yeah, for sure there's torture on the way out for sure the yeah. brazen bull is a wild one the brazen bull is um no thank you. No, 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 no. I'd take a lot of I'd take a lot of classic tortures over the brazen bull. Any sort of like burning or searing or melting of my flesh, mm -hmm. I would usually I think I would take a lot of things before I would hop on board with one of those. Yeah, I uh when I was younger, um and actively collecting cards and stuff like that. Yeah. And here it is. Um there came out a series of tor there, there there came out a series of cards in the nineties. Yeah. Um, early 90s called the Implements of Torture Trading Cards. Ooh, that's sick. Oh, yes. I like that. And uh, I really, really, really wanted some, so sure. I bought them in 1993. Wow, they're not, that, they're not that expensive, actually. I might have to pick up a set. I might pick up a set right now. Yeah. Um, and I bought them, and I got them from the com local comic book store, sure. Agents of Chaos Comics. Right. Pretty sick. 
T-shirt had a Punisher skull on the front in in the early nineties. Was still cool then. A back the back of the shirt was a big anarchy sign that said Agents of Chaos. That's cool. A, right? Yeah, I'm into that. It's awesome. Yeah, went in there, picked up my fucking implements of torture trading cards. Uh, my grandmother threw them immediately in the garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet <laughs> immediately. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I haven't thought about those until you just mentioned this. I might have to pick myself up a set. Yeah, that sounds sick. I'm gonna have to check into those. So I don't know how those that that thought ended up in my notes, but uh, but here we are. I found that like, <clears throat> oh man, these are fucking sick. Aren't they sick? Yes, dude. Those yes. are fucking awesome, dude. Yes. Wow. Yep. I'm gonna have to. How much? How much is the set of those? Forty. Oh, that's not bad, dude. No. Yeah, I, I might have to pick those up. I think I think I may just invest in the implements of torture trading card set. It's a, uh, my girlfriend was just asking me. I guess her, my dad inquired what I would like for Christmas, and I don't think about those sorts of things. It doesn't occur to me until it's far too late. Right. I don't want anything for Christmas. I'm not being that guy, but I mean, I like getting gifts. Don't get me wrong. I love getting gifts, but. I'm usually thinking about what I'm getting other people. I take a lot of, of joy in being able to give good gifts. And I just, it just doesn't, do, doesn't really occur to me to ask for things. Um, but now, maybe I can direct him to the, tor- the the implements of torture trading card set. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, suddenly Christmas shows up. Yeah. And um, I, I literally, I, I don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And uh, same thing, I don't ever ask for anything. Sure. So it's kind of like who gives a shit? Yeah, and um, yeah, I uh, suddenly it's here, and I didn't get anybody any gifts, least of all my niece and nephews and so <laughs> forth back home. So I'm just trying to scramble to get something in the mail before uh, before too long. I knocked I knocked out all the basic the basic sort of like immediate friends and family gift uh, gift getting, and that's that's about as far as I extend. Like, love my aunt and uncle, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not. We're, let's not be insane here, right? Right? You know what I mean? We're all adults, right? We're not doing cousin gifts. We're not doing aunt. Dude, and I have gifts. I have dozens and dozens of cousins too. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's psychotic. Yeah. If if I if you're in my day to day life, you will get a gift. Here's the thing, I don't really feel obliged at all. No, no. because I don't see any of my family. Sure. Generally speaking, like my yeah, dad yeah, yeah. And stuff, but like I've literally lived out, I've lived out here permanently since like 2009. Sure. Right? Yeah. And off and on since 2000. Sure. Right? Not once, aside from one person, mm-hmm. has any of my friends or any of my family ever come out this way. Sure. I just had a, I just had a sibling come out to get tattooed in Indianapolis. And didn't didn't stop up in Fort Wayne. <laughs> a day trip. <laughs> yes, it's out nothing. To get, yeah. out, out to get tattooed. She came out with a friend to get tattooed, and then they drove back. Yeah. It's, it's like a five and a half hour, six hour drive. Right. So 12 hours in a row to sit in a chair for three. Sure. Four. Yeah. And then back. Yeah, that's not... Like, but never, never once in uh, 20 years... Yeah. Did it occur to anybody to just come out and say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, no, that doesn't... Uh, I wouldn't feel obliged to do a gift exchange. <laughs> no. That's my type of, the type of relationship I had either. No. no, for sure. I have siblings now that are just off the gift list. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, you don't talk to me you know, nine out of 10 times when I right. reach out to you or whatever, right. I'm sure as fuck not getting you a gift. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Well, I also have one sibling in prison, so I'm off the hook for that one. Oh yeah, that doesn't count. I could, I could slip him in a file and a cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. old classic, yeah. you know? Like that doesn't count until they get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless sure. they didn't deserve it, but I think he deserves it. <laughs> yes, for sure. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of a carceral justice center system, but if we're just talking about people who do or don't 
probably deserve to receive some sort of corrective measures for their behavior. I would say my brother pretty much deserves it. (laughs) I don't wish prison on almost anyone, right? But all things considered, he did do a bad thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So um, that's pretty much all I got. The only other thing I had before we jump into it was like, you know, we kind of touched a couple weeks ago on like, racists that can't just own that they're racist and how stupid it is and how weak willed it is, you know, like the whole thing with like grim yard, just being like, I'm not racist, even though you're sending out, you know, RAC stickers with Mm -hmm. your release and Mm -hmm. just how noncommittal and fucking whack and lame that is on the opposite tip of that. I, uh, I've been revisiting a lot of Argus records recently. And I talked to Colin about this the other day, our buddy Colin, and I was talking about how like Argus Lint specifically, I think is a band that is so good. They're not to everybody's taste, but <clears throat> they have some of the most compelling and innovative death metal riffing, I think, from the 90s, like from the mid to late 90s forward. Even if they're not to your taste, you're usually going to very quickly in a listen through stumble upon a riff that you're like, oh, fuck, that's a riff. That's a good riff. And I think the only conceivable thing that makes them inaccessible is the fact that they're not just a little bit racist. Their lyrics are some of the most vile, deplorable, repulsive (laughs) odes to race, like, you know, like Teutonic purity that I think have ever been put to tape. Right. Truly horrific shit. And I'm pretty hard to rattle, but I'll be like listening to an Argus Lint record and stumble across a line that I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? You know, and I'll go look it up and I'll be like, holy shit, this is some really, really dark, evil shit, you know? Right. Um, and I just got to say that I have to tip my hat to Argus Lint merely in the, in the sense that I think that they could easily be one of the more successful kind of crossover death metal acts of the last 30 years with probably a career on par with many bands that we now consider classic that are definitely career touring musicians. But they lean so hard into overt racism that there's not a chance that they could ever even brush against anything resembling mainstream success. And although their racism is deeply deplorable and repulsive to me in pretty much every sense, I have to give it to them. They are hobbling themselves simply so they can put their poorly thought out, really, really shitty childish worldview right up front in the lyrics. Well, I mean, their second full length is called Incorrigible Bigotry. Right, yes, yes, (laughs) which is... Such a funny and good name for a fucking record, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man, I just, I, I was like, it, it was just perfectly timed because we had just had that conversation. And then by pure happenstance, I was like, damn, I want to revisit some Argus Lent records. I haven't which thought I, about this band in a long I, ass time. I, I will just say, I would not recommend that the, the faint of heart in our listenership. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, this stuff is sketchy, but they don't really touch on it in the music. You can check it out. The riffs are real good. Don't worry about it. If you are sensitive in any way to like even the most basic and entry level human rights kind of issues, I would not recommend that you listen to Argus Lent at all. So how how many episodes in a row is this now where we have basically 
<laughs> we have basically said, uh, hey, check out these racist bands. Well, this one, but I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> but like, I know, but like, try to make excuses and like, like in a backhanded sort of way, big up racist bands. I'm not, but then also been like, you know, I get it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 one I'm I'm saying I think the vast majority of people probably need not check out Argus Lynn. It was merely the fact that and I'm not big upping their racism, but I am big upping a blind commitment to something so stupid and ill thought out that you are placing a very, very low ceiling on your own success, which could be immense simply for the fact that you're really, really committed to your incredibly dumb worldview. And that, while a stupid position, is nonetheless one that I have to at least say, you know what, hats off to you, there's pal. Just, there, there's a... There's an adherence to self-destructiveness. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yes, that I have to, I have to, in some twisted way, admire. Like, you know, like maybe, maybe I'm underest, I'm maybe I'm underestimating the um, the numbers mm -hmm. in the fan base for like openly racist music. Maybe, yeah. But like, in what scenario this band is from Oakton, Virginia? Sure. Right. So imagine, you know, I, I'm not sure where Oakton is, but I bet you it's I bet you it's not close to any major cities. I bet you it's not. Um, let's just check it out. Sure. Um, so I just wonder, like, in what setting do these guys play? Yeah, that's what I always wondered, too. And not get like you know run out of run out of town yeah because because this is not even stuff for people like you and i who are maybe comfortable like dipping a toe in and being like this is sketchy but it's maybe a little sketchy we, but it's we, good we can put some blinders on and like sure. like you know just say like well the sketch sketchiness is just part of the aesthetic this is racist music right. you well, know like it's expressly it's, it's racist. actually not it's actually just in the outskirts of washington dc oh no shit okay in the arlington right on um okay. so okay so that makes it even like i don't know i i haven't thought about this band in a long ass fucking time yeah a long ass fucking time sure so much so that i that was like you know figuring out how to spell it yeah um but like where, where do you play yeah exactly what do you do where do you hey, play here, who do I, you play for i imagine mm -hmm. here's the thing here's what i'm picturing if you are an openly virulent, horrible, racist person. Yeah. Your options are probably pretty slim. Sure. So, like, a fest right. is, is going to be a fest. What, what is the what is the fucking um, Prussian blue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh -huh. fest is yeah, going to be sure, like yeah. Argus Lent and Prussian brew. <laughs> Prussian blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. just going to be like a mishmash yeah. of whatever because people are just happy yeah. that somebody's making music that is race <laughs> i know i saw I, I i saw like a i saw like a, a flyer last year a couple of years ago for like a white power um like power electronics and noise fest yeah it'll be like it'll be yeah it'll be shit like that and like and like i don't know some weird sketchy edm sure yeah 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 right yeah, right, yeah. some weird sketchy edm some fucking like Beefy fucking first wave boy. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Argo Slint. Yes. You know, and it's just like, hey, man, at least they're racist. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude, I know. Yo, imagine that. There's, 
there i love i love like funhouse mirror reflections because there is definitely that on the other side of the coin where it's like there is <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean where people are like congregate <laughs> for sort of like a, a a position first art second sort of yeah yeah, yeah. you know that on the other side of just a bunch of guys being like, you know, it's not really my thing, but man, at least it's racist. Right. You know what right. I mean? At least it's racist. Right. Like, I like, don't really like the Ukrainian DJ that's currently spinning deep house, but man, at least he hates black folks. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> at least like, we got that in common. It's, it's fine. Yeah, sure. It's fine. <laughs> it's such a funny scenario to imagine because somewhere two guys are having that conversation. You know yeah. I mean? Like it may not be your thing, man, but they are racist. So. I, I feel like that's why I, I feel like it's, that's why like folks like this that are all about like message first, and especially like really marginal sorts of messages sure. are such fucking suckers for grifting. Absolutely. Dude. You know, yeah, because sure. I feel like, I feel like you could just like, if you were so inclined, yeah. Start a business. Sure. That is, Whatever it is you're making, let's mm -hmm. say you make, um, it's a restaurant, mm -hmm. right? Um, or a catering service, a catering service. That okay. way you don't have like an actual storefront that people can throw firebombs. Right, right, right. Sure, yeah. So a catering service. Yeah. And your catering service is, you know, like, yo, this is, this is the real deal. <laughs> yeah. <you're> like right. <laughs> you, you're handing out like, yeah. you know, you're handing out fucking, you're, you're handing out copies of like the fucking Turner, Turner diaries. diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And shit like that. Like yeah. it's the real fucking deal. Okay. And if you're going to hire me, like yeah. I will cater any racist event. Right. You want to, you want a fucking racist wedding, <laughs> right? Anything. I'm your man. Right. But it's just like real fucking shitty out of the fucking bag, frozen chicken wings and sure. stuff. Yeah. It's really shitty subpar food. Yeah. But I'm the only racist caterer in town. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. So people are like, oh, it's the best. You cornered the market, man. Oh, man. I, you know, these chicken patties are so good. <laughs> these chicken patties are so good. And they're, they come with such a good, like, message. Yeah. You know, like, like you give them, like, fucking, like, like, you know, like Tyson chicken patties. Yeah. You know. And you just like put a, a swazi, like a mustard swazi on it. You know what I mean? Yo, the only racist caterer in town is such a good tagline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, so so it's like there's there's such so you could you can do shit like that because there's so there's such suckers for the fucking grift because yeah. they don't actually have any taste. No, none whatsoever. Right? Yeah, for sure. Any of these people that stumble into good shit is by pure happenstance. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, and then they quickly realize that you know. They're generally not welcome anywhere. Right. So uh, I guess it's back to the fucking trough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So on that note, you want to you wanna debut a song for what I'm sure is a non-racist band on Convulse Records? It probably is racist. I don't think it probably is. I don't think the folks at Convulse have any tolerance for that wouldn't, sort of thing. Yeah, but wouldn't it be pretty funny if you slip one past them? <laughs> it would be kind of funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Convulse, uh, Convulse has sent us something to, to play on the show. We got, uh, we've got the band Nag who has an LP coming out. No, an LP. Not a, no, I, I'm hoping not a single-sided LP with the screen-printed B-side, right? right? I, it wasn't specified in the email, but nag. A, a five-song, 78, <laughs> single-sided, 12-inch. Right. That's right. So they have an LP coming out with Convulse on uh, January 6th called Human Coward Coyote. And uh, they have a track available. I don't think it's actually available for streaming yet. It may be. Uh, I think Adam just sent this to us directly via a Dropbox link. So I'm not sure if it's up yet. He only sent it to us like four days ago. So it may not be on Bandcamp or streaming or anything yet. But they've got the song Repulsion up. Um, 
and uh, and we're gonna hit you with a demo listen exclusive right here, baby. Demo listen exclusive, that real trap shit. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't know what this is. I don't know how it sounds. I also would like to note that like many other podcasts in our world uh, have like labels that sponsor them and they do premieres for them in this sort of like tit for tat exchange. And I've made it like very plain that we're just suckers who if you just send us something yeah, you don't have to compensate us at all who cares because hey. but here's the thing like if you have a tit for tat yeah they might like you know oh check it out best right, right, right. you know fan the fan the balls we have the we have the freedom to be like hey go buy that if you're a fucking idiot who right. likes bullshit right. i guess you know? hey yeah we'll put it up there man yeah. i mean somebody like it we might not like it yeah sure i might Say, I don't know if this is racist. <laughs> right, Chester, who, kn who knows? Maybe we'll have a 25-minute preamble about Argosan. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not paying us, so <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. So, uh, so let's listen to the song Repulsion by the band Nag. All right. That was the song Repulsion by Nag off of their upcoming LP, Human Coward Coyote, which you can pre-order at convulserecords.com. This track is available for streaming via Nag's Bandcamp. Uh, they're a band out of Atlanta, Georgia, who have evidently been around for a while. Their first uh, their first 7-inch came out back in 2016, and it looks like they've been pretty consistently putting out stuff since then. I liked that quite a bit. It was, yeah, I, it was good. It was not what I expected. No. I, I thought this was a different band. I thought I had the last release of uh -huh. Perver. Sure. Um, but apparently I don't. Yeah. And I thought this was single syllable name hardcore. Yeah. Um, the last one came out on uh, Drunken Sailor yeah. as well. Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, this I, this might be the first time I heard Nag. I'm not really sure, but I this think was so. really good. This I, was um, 
not at all what I expected. No, not at all. This was real good, man. I liked this a whole lot. I also think, you know, I, I've big upped Convulse many, many times on this show. It's cool that they can jump from doing the newest candy apple and they can do like the cold brats and gel split and they can do something like, you know, uh, like any number of the more straight ahead Denver hardcore bands that Gordy plays in. And then they can also do this. It's a fairly all things considered on like the hardcore punk subculture continuum. It's fairly recent for a label to be as diverse as this and not have people raise an eyebrow at it you know what i mean it's fairly a fairly recent occurrence i feel like in the past a lot of labels that a lot of labels carved out a fairly tightly curated kind of space for themselves in punk and hardcore and subculture music and they stuck in a lane and certainly they would venture out from time to time but those would sort of be outliers whereas a label like convulse has kind of made it part and parcel to their label identity that you're going to get a, a wide swath of sounds like a diversity of sounds from the general kind of heavy and underground music um spectrum represented which is sick because it's always good but you never know exactly what you're going to get from convulse which i think is a really sick feature of the label and one thing i like about that label a lot yeah i yeah just thinking about that you know we sometimes say like it makes sense that this is on this label or that label or this label or whatever you yeah know what i mean because you do come to you do come to expect things but yeah it is kind of a you know catch as catch can with that and basically if you if you trust you know, whoever's running the label, if you trust their taste. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, I thought that was really good. I like, I like that after a few years of post-punk stuff being in a a space where it was kind of leaning into really bass driven, reverb laden, uh, mid tempo stuff that there seems to be an emergence of post-punk shit over the last couple years that is pulling more from like, a lot of the weirdo UK stuff that was almost like crass records adjacent or like on one little Indian, yes, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, it's tiptoeing into like the anarcho punk realm mm-hmm. uh, and has commonalities with like rudimentary P or has commonalities with Zounds or KUKL or any, a number of, any number of those bands that existed in kind of a weird gray undefined space in the early to mid eighties in the UK it's really sick to hear bands pulling from that stuff. And it's really cool to hear a modern take on that because it's something that I grew up with a huge affinity for that was just kind of never, never even attempted to be replicated again, except for in hyper isolated incidents. And it's sick to be hearing a handful of bands actually attempting to do this and doing it really well. So yeah, yeah that and, was cool. And this is, this band is fucking prolific. Yeah. This is the first, this is the, holy shit. They've basically put out, a release with at least well they've put out uh, three full lengths in the past three years yeah that's fucking sick so you know they've written 40 songs yeah this is a 10 song lp too <laughs> it's a 10 song and 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 observer from 2021 is 16 yeah and dead deer is 13 yeah that's sick so they've you know 39 songs in uh, three years for sure yeah that rocks hell Go yeah for it. and good proper fucking proper sit down and enjoy listening length indeed indeed all right, so let's get into the uh, let's get into the queue proper this week. So first up, we have Geist with their demo twenty two. Demo twenty two. This uh, this is a new band from Hammond, Indiana. Uh, you know the classic, the region, 
in WI, been putting out really sick stuff for a long time. Um, they're new-ish, I guess. I think they formed like right before the pandemic hit, and then they continued to put out some things during like 2020 and 2021. Um, I actually, this band was like recently mentioned to me because I ran a poll, not a poll, I like ran like a question, a question and answer thing on the Bug House uh, Instagram page, just like, hey, what bands should I reach out to in 2023? Like, who, who do people want to see? And a few people mentioned this band to me, and I thought that it, there was, like, a European band that's more on kind of, like, a pro-core beard converge tip that I think is also called Geist. But people are like, no, not that band. It's this band from uh, from Hammond. And I think they're, like, you know, they're NWI, lo-fi punk kind of stuff. Yeah. I just saw some live videos. I haven't actually listened to them yet. Um, but yeah, a few people put this put me onto this band recently, so I'm, I'm interested to hear it. Then we have uh, we have the band Cooked with Hangman. Oh, I should mention, uh, guys was sent in by Calvin. Uh, oh, we, I was hoping you were going to say Cooked. Yeah, by yes, we have Cooked. We have Cooked <laughs> with their release Hangman. We have Cooked with their release Hangman, uh, which is just a single song. This is a band out of Burlington, Vermont. It was sent in by John, who plays in the band The Path. Uh, who is also from Vermont, so I don't know if John is self-promoting here or promoting homies or what. Uh, it's just a single song, and it looks like they had an EP that came out in April of this year, too. I don't know anything about it. Uh, then we have got Ya with uh, their self-titled release. This is a band out of Honolulu, Hawaii. It was sent mm. in by Joey, who said that it's not particularly good. However, you basically never hear of bands from Hawaii, so he figured... Oh. Why not throw it in the queue, you know? Didn't we have another band from Hawaii that was pretty good I think we had last year? I think we did have about one Hawaiian band last year. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> then we have got Buried in Coal with uh, with the self-titled release. That's what I'm about to be. Yeah, so, th well, so this is a band. It's a project from Brooklyn. It was sent in by Seth, who... Um, he sent a whole email kind of explaining what this is about. If we <laughs> land on it, I will I will read his email. Okay. okay. I, 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 I'm kind of I, I kind of think together. I know where this goes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, yeah. Seth, Seth sent this in fully aware of what we might say. Okay. Um, then we have got uh, we've got Wrong Man with Who Are You? This is uh this is a new release on Atomic Action. Um, this was sent in by Alistair. Uh, so this Features members of Rise and Fall, who if you were into like heavier integrity, Death Wish core in the late aughts, uh, you're probably familiar with. I fucking loved Rise and Fall. Big, big fan of Rise and Fall. Um, and this was described to me, though, as like... Alistair said it pulls kind of from Rollins' band, which is stuff that you... Something you don't really hear. Which, yeah. No. Um, and he said it was, it was real good stuff, so... Uh, then we have got Academy Order with The Devil Spoke. This is a band out of Philly. It was sent in by the band. I don't know if we've had Academy Order on the show before. Maybe. I think we've at least talked about Academy Order. They play, like, they play, you know, post-punk, death-rocky-infused post-punk. That's more of the variety that I was just talking about a moment prior, like driving, bass-heavy, you know, chorus on the guitars, your standard entry-level kind of driving dark wavy post-punk stuff then we have got end love with fled their new uh six song seven inch this was sent in by Ilya, who plays in the band um so i actually already listened to this i like it a lot i think it's a huge step up uh from anything that they have done previously we had we had not the demo, but we definitely had Level Drown the Nest on and said, yeah, this is all right. Like a lot of delayed gratification records bands, seen them live a few times, 
they always impress. Uh, the recorded material never really moved me. I think that this new thing is a real step up, and uh, if we land on it, we can talk about it more. Then we have got the Chevalier Scrog sent in by Dustin uh, with Peasant Rebellion. So this is uh, this is some black metal punk, which mm -hmm. you, you can tell just by looking at and tell by the name and tell by the fact and that the they... runes. Yes, and the runes and the fact that they chose to include all of these songs on a single track instead of separating them. A lot oh, my. It's, it's 30 minutes long. Yeah. Fuck you. Come on. Uh, I, I will say that Dustin had the... Uh, he had the courtesy of including the timestamps for the song that he wanted us to listen to, so we don't just have to dig around if we do land on this. And then we have got urine hell. That is like urine, like the the pee pee that comes out of your pee pee. Uh, urine hell uh, with Weakling. This is a band out of Chicago. It was sent in by uh, by Mike, who play who sings for the band Saren. Um, he said that our recent uh, convert status to uh, chat pile fans. Le leads him to believe that we may enjoy this and that uh, they're playing a show with Saren at the Albion House on February 3rd. So he sent this over my way. Are we? Am I a convert to Chad Pyle? I think that was the first time I heard him and he just took me a minute to digest. Yeah, well, yes, sure. I, I guess a convert would imply that previously we were con we were uh, Chad Pyle skeptics yeah. and then we were coaxed over to the That's other right. side. I, we were a little, I was we were, a little side. We were a little chat pile skeptical upon initial exposure. Yeah, you know? yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and then last up, we have Skinhead with their self-titled four-song, seven-inch. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> a four-song LP. Sick, dude. Real cool. <laughs> Holy shit. Real cool. So this was sent in by Tim. <clears throat> I'm familiar with this. This is another thing that I will talk more about if we land on it, because I have... I have thoughts. I have feelings about it. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Uh, one. Okay. One is the uh, is the Geist demo. So you can find this at upsetconditiontapes.bandcamp.com. So that must be who's putting this out. That's an NWI based uh, punk label. Uh, also, I, so I spoke out of turn because I didn't realize that this was uh, a label page at first. So I said, oh, yeah, guys put stuff out before the pandemic. They didn't. The label put out stuff yes, before the pandemic. I was at that, but yes. this is a demo, which tracks uh, because people said it was a new band. So I was like, oh, that's weird that they have pre-existing releases. I'm just a dummy. Uh, no particular song was, re was recommended to me here. Um, they got the first song queued up to play. Looks pretty standard runtime. Everything on here is between like a minute and a minute and a half. It's probably a little bit of intro at the beginning because everything else is right around a minute. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to listen to Wasted Life by Geist off of their demo. I'm not a waste of time. I'm not a waste of time. 
so we just heard the song Wasted Life by the band Geist off of their demo 22. I believe when I was directed to check these folks out, I was told that they were rather young. And the term young bucks is used in the write-up here, and it sounds like young kids. It's super lo-fi. <coughs> it's super, super rough around the edges. But I think a pretty, a pretty valiant first effort. I wish this band didn't exist in the present day. Yeah. Because this sounds like a crucial demo yeah. from like 82. Absolutely, for sure. It's right. it's like absolutely nailing that. And I don't know if it's by design or just like the kids in 1982, they just stumbled onto this. Yeah, because I like, this is exactly how I want this band to sound live. For and sure. I know that's how they don't sound live. Yeah, I hope they do though. I hope you they know, do. But but like just, I'm I'm saying like the mystery of it, right? Sure, because sure, this sure, sounds sure, yeah. fully mysterious. I can't really tell what's going on in the music. Yeah. I think. Yeah, can kinda I can kinda piece right? it together. Yeah. You know, I kinda piece it together. I like it. It's catchy. It's got a good pace. Yeah. The singer kinda reminded me of like um a young Sammy from Fang. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. On this recording. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they sound like in person. Right. So my point is like I wish I wish this band wasn't currently extant. Yeah. So it would ever remain like this incredible mystery. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool if this was just some tape from nineteen eighty two. Yeah. For sure. But nonetheless, I thought this was cool. This was good. Would like to see this live and see what it's all about. I saw some clips of them playing. It looked uh, it looked lit, as the kids say. Uh, looked cool. Looked fun. Looked like people were going off. Looked like the band was going off, especially for a bunch of young kids playing this kind of stuff. You can't go wrong with it. It's like it's as classic a hardcore yep. sound as you could ever stumble into as exactly. a young person. You know what I mean? It, I, I think this is as classic a hardcore sound as you can stumble into. Period. Because, yeah. like, this is the essence of it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is the essence. This is the essence of it. And. Um, this is this is like uh, you know pure, high proof, yes, hardcore. So you know what I a thing I really don't miss, and I'm glad has has exited the sort of has exited the the room, the subcultural room. Is ten years ago when bands that sounded like this wouldn't call themselves hardcore bands. Yeah, there was like, oh, what kind what kind of music do you play? Oh, we're just like a punk band. And then yeah. you'd see them and you'd be like, well, what kind of punk, man? Because are you playing Buzzcocks punk? I don't think so. Right. You don't sound like the Partisans. Right. What kind of punk are you playing? Right. Hardcore punk. Richard Hell. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the Voidoids, buddy. Doesn't sound like television. Right. I think you're playing hardcore music is what that's called. You just don't want to use the hardcore You just don't want to use the term. Because, because we all know exactly what, right. you know, yeah, I know. That shit sucks. Yeah, yeah. You got a, you got fingerless leather gloves on and a spike bracelet. Cool, man. We get it. You're not with the camo shorts and Saccone jazz crowd. You didn't need to telegraph that further, right? We get it. You're playing a different style of hardcore. No one's confusing hey, you for terror. Reclaim the language, control the narrative. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what I attempt to do every day when I say all the slurs in rapid succession. I'm just reclaiming the language. That's right. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was... Your morning mantra. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. My, that's right. Every day I roll out of bed like, and I say them all. You just, you just sort of wake up and look at the ceiling yep. and run through them. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it, right. right, for sure. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Would like yeah, to look at the house cool. for sure. Would uh, yeah, this is sick. I, I like it. I want to see them, but I also hope that they never get better than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed for sure. I hope they never get older than this. I hope that they're just That's like what they're I mean. like they're lost boys. If all the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If this was out of if this was some mysterious fucking demo, yeah. Out of 82? Yeah, I know. They could just be like 16 in my head forever. I know. And just like have perfectly captured this moment, right. you know? Yeah. I have no so, sort of parasocial relationship with them or their their music, you know? Right. I could just be like, wow, well, what a cool thing. I bet maybe, they're all dead now. If, if they play the bug house, maybe I'll just like... Just close my eyes. I'll, I'll wear a blindfold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll wear a horse blind. I'll put a bag over my head. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right, what's next? All right. Dude, our pre before we even got to music tonight, dude, we talked for so fucking long. Well, <laughs> we talked. We were so talking long. about racist bands. I know we had and a you lot. Know, you know we're in for one. <laughs> yes, then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, two. Okay. Two is yeah, the stuff that is apparently not particularly good, but from Hawaii. A great, a great combination of descriptors, if ever I've heard one. This is yeah, grind 808 Yeah, is in Y U H. Yeah, grind808.bandcamp.com. It's a self-titled release. Hey, the songs aren't long, but they're giving us 14 songs. So That's right. Again, hey, tip of the hat to them. Again, this is a few a few weeks in a row. I'm liking yeah. this trend. I'm liking Except this trend. we do have perhaps the most egregious <laughs> yes. violation <laughs> yes, for I've sure. ever seen. Yes. So uh, I was recommended, or I was told rather that there are only two songs on this that aren't like really representative, which would be the opening track and the song The Reductionist. So we'll just jump in right after the opener, I guess, um, into Body Holiday. So we're going to listen to Body Holiday by Yeah off their self-titled release. the song body holiday by the band yeah off their self-titled release so this was also a throwback to a different time a time that i don't remember particularly fondly and a time that i've talked about only a, only i've been forced to talk about only a couple times on this show which was a moment around the turn of the century and a little bit after where the misapplication of the term grindcore was rampant yes uh and you had a lot of bands that were coming out of the screamo scene the chaotic screamo scene that were playing music that certainly shared some common ancestors with grind but was taking from bands like Orchid and Bucketful of Teeth and that kind of shit and calling themselves grindcore, but really was more in line with screamo, emo violence, which is one of the worst terms ever coined, um, mathcore, which this is described as mathcore down here too. So this is not the kind of stuff that I would ever describe as grindcore, even though it shares some stylistic com like similarities with the genre. Um, but 
it's weird to see bands like this self-identifying as grindcore again for the first time in like 20 years. I didn't expect there to be like people coming in the wake 20 years later of like Tower of Rome. But here we are. We've we've landed the here. Cycle, the cycle turns again. This was never my particular style of music. There are things that are way, way, way more offensive to me from this era. This stuff sort of like, the thing that I remember least fondly about this is that this shit was very uh, sassy. It was the sass core thing. There it, was a lot of white belts and like... It was, it was all at once sassy mm -hmm. and um, like just... Uh, cry cry ass yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean sure. like 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 it was it was at one hand it wanted to be snotty yes and sort of i guess um contrary right but on the other hand they wanted to be wimps sure yeah it was whining cry yeah this is this is the direct descendant of shit like daughters and stuff yeah. like that uh the only thing it's really missing because it even has like the aesthetic of that kind of shit of like you know graphic design school person you know presentation uh the only thing it's missing is the like absurdly long song titles which There's were a hallmark on here there are a couple but stuck in isolation. Oh, yeah, the idea stuck of talking like the desolate pits of fire part one yeah 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 for sure the, so the sentence as a song title was a was a thing from that era too yeah. yeah this was just this is something that mostly missed me even when i was a kid and i was around for it um it certainly misses me now as a as a very grown man but i don't find it particularly offensive do your thing this is the kind of thing that like lives and dies over the four-year period of someone's college enrollment you sure. know what i mean yeah i mean i saw lots of shit this stuff in my head at least it's it runs parallel to bands like botch sure yeah and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. you know what i mean sure yeah where you could see a band like botch or a band trying to sound like botch mm -hmm. right alongside a band like this sure absolutely and yeah. it all made sense sure in that context but split them apart right not really yeah for sure yeah. you know yep so this yeah this is uh this is definitely some college bullshit yeah it's it's just fine whatever have fun do your thing it's not for me it's not meant for me that's totally i will fine. say I, I will say it's not the worst version of this that i've heard not at all it, and it, it was pretty it was it was uh, refreshingly light on the sass this song at least didn't have a spot where they like stop and plink out a couple of like you know, a, a couple little notes, yeah, and like a little bit of a melody and like a down, a, a sort of a down tempo portion. Sure, there was also a trend that occurred during that time to like insert um, like would be free jazz sensibilities into yeah. this kind of stuff. Because they think they're artists. Yes, and like so, there would be little breaks in the songs where suddenly you hear like a bling, bling, yeah, bling exactly. That's what I mean. Like, you know That's what I mean. mean. Yes. There, there was none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for like, sure. and you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. Grindcore uh -huh. is inherently anti-art. Sure, yes. Agreed. So yeah. fuck off. Yes, no doubt. I think the I yes, that's that's I can't I can't expand upon that idea. That is correct. Yes. So uh all right, let's uh like I said like you just said, not the worst version of this by any stretch. Don't care about it either. I'm sure some people will like it. Hey, it's cool it's coming out of Hawaii. Something's happening. For sure. All right, what's next? What a fucking condescending thing this is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh well that's nice. That's hey. nice, isn't it? Yeah. Good, you guys have but got something going on. Down you live there. in fucking Hawaii. Yeah, sure. Right? What do you have to complain about? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's what great. I mean? Yeah, for sure, dude. Because no matter how bad it is there, yeah, it's 
It's better than being bad here. Yeah, you, yeah, man. You think if I lived in Hawaii, I'd be operating a DIY venue? I'd be I, sipping a drink out of a coconut. I lived on the there beach. for six months. Yeah, and I decided like I could be homeless here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. My my little brother was homeless there for like six months. Yeah, he just like you know lived on the beach. Yeah. and had a great time. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like we yeah. hitchhiked places and yeah. like you know. For sure. Hike the fucking trail. Guavas are, are like, you know, guavas, everything's an invasive species in Hawaii. But, sure. you know, picking up guavas and eating them while we're going. Yeah. Hell, I don't even need to go th- go to the grocery store. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. There's plenty of there's plenty of places. There's plenty of places that are worse to have a bad time. I would say that there's it's probably not a coincidence that there's not a lot of really angry music coming out of Hawaii. Because I, it's pretty hard to be angry in Hawaii. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of angry music coming out of, say, New Zealand. I just want to wonder listen, why that is. I just want to listen to Brother Is and chill <laughs> on the fucking beach, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, one again. All right. One is... Uh, is Kukhead. Kukhead? <laughs> yes. Uh, one is Cooked from Vermont with Hangman. You can find this at cookedvt.bandcamp.com. Looks like some gentlemen, just some gentlemen hanging out, decided to start a band. They had an EP called Good Luck Don't Die, um, which is an annoying name with an annoying-looking cover um, that came out in April of this year. It's I see a Poisoned Idea shirt in the mix, which is, is promising, and there's a Nausea shirt in the mix up top. But, like, they seem to be in, like, a tattoo shop and, like, the just, font and everything. Just it's having just, a couple smokes in the rattle-tattle shop. It gives me, like, it gives me flashbacks to, like, mid to late aughts, like, capital H hardcore that was, like, kind of trying to be, like, we're fun guys just hanging out, but we're playing hardcore, too. And, like, that's a time I don't have any fondness for, really. Isn't that what everybody who's playing hardcore is like, though? Yeah, but... It, just they, fun guys hanging out. Yeah, but they were, they, were, they were really telegraphing it. There was a couple bands that were, like, on the cusp of being joke bands, but, like, weren't quite committed to the bit. And this rem- the, the presentation of that EP like, reminds me of that. The, the only thing that separates this album yeah. artwork, that, well, this picture of him in the, in the tattoo shop, yeah. from, like, a Sum 41 record, yes. is the Poison Idea shirt. Absolutely. And the beards. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> and I also see pop punk down in the fucking... Oh, no! <laughs> I don't like seeing hardcore punk and pop punk next to each other in the genre tag. Section. I'm okay like with hardcore punk, skate yes, punk. Sure, that's all fine. Once you throw pop punk in the mix, I'm afraid you're going to hit me with something that I re- that that might actually anger me. Well, let's get into it. Let's because get this into does it. not look like a pop no, punk. No, this record. this this certainly does not. The presentation of this is is not particularly compelling either, but it's certainly better than what we were presented on the Good Luck Don't Die EP. So, we're going to listen to this uh single track. We're just going to listen to Hangman by the band Cooked. <laughs> Time three times this way My future's looking bleak Excuse my youthless age It's a shell of who I was Hang me up Hang me up Hang me up Through my life it is the abyss The afterlife is just a useless robot Suicide Do you know the reasons why I 
heard the song hangman by the band cooked from vermont how'd you feel about it wasn't as bad as i was expecting no it was we, right. we, we did really talk shit before we listened to it i mean look dude they I, they're the ones that decided to present this way yeah it's their fault call their band kooked yeah call their band kooked uh, no but this wasn't this this reminded me of an early aughts fun like nerve agents-esque sort of hardcore yeah this is yeah this was like capital h hardcore stuff that existed in the the kind of post tear it up space you know what i mean you could see that even though it's not the same you could see this on a bill with like shark attack i was or gonna something say like for that. sure is shark attack or something like that yes yeah. this, this had a little more pop and melody sense sense that's why i mentioned like nerve agents sure, i yeah, thought yeah. about that band for a while yeah, but absolutely I thought about that here sure a lot more um um round and rounds instead of side to side sure, in your yeah. hardcore yeah absolutely um yep. yeah not bad no not bad at all this this definitely reminded me of exactly the era that i was that i was referencing when i talked about how dumb that cover looks and everything but it was doing a take on it that was a lot less objectionable than I expected it to be going in because that era was also the era where there there did start to be some significant crossover with what was at the time contemporary pop punk that was like really repulsive. Um, and this didn't do that at all. I think Nerve, Nerve Agents is a good reference point. You can, you can hear the skate punk influence in this just sort of mm. kind of seeping just into the edges. It's not central at all. It's just kind of there in the melody and the speed. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's not the kind of hardcore that I actively seek out. It's not the hard, kind of hardcore I ever really actively seek, sought out, but when I was around for it, when I saw a band play like this in 2006, I was never bummed. I'm watching this band play for 15 minutes. For sure, absolutely. This was high energy. It was pretty much all go, no slow. Don't have any beef with this at all. Thought it was entirely competent. Now, just don't put any sappy bullshit. In. No sappy don't bullshit. Don't put any sappy introspective or no, no, retrospective no. bullshit into mm -hmm. it. Keep it fucking going. I would agree. Keep it kooking. Keep it cooking. That's right. All right. What do we got next? Three. All right. Three is Academy Order with The Devil Spoke. Um, so this is just a two-song release. I think it's probably coming out as a seven-inch. I would. Have, oh, no. It's a two-song promo cassette. So it's it's a promotional cassette for something. Who knows what? Let's assume. Academy Order. Yes. Right. So... Um, yes, that's undeniably true. <laughs> so you can find this at academyorder.bandcamp.com. I guess this, uh, this is coming out soon via Protagonist Records. It has the release date set as January 13th, so we're going to assume that it comes out on January 13th unless I'm given other information. So just one song off of this is up for, uh, up for streaming right now. We're going to listen to The Devil Spoke by Academy Order.
All right, we just heard the song The Devil Spoke by Academy Order off of their uh, their promo cassette, their upcoming promo cassette. It seems almost like it seems like announcing an upcoming promo cassette that is promotional for an upcoming release. We've kind of talked about that. Didn't yeah. we have somebody did a promo for a demo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, we had a Come promo on, for a nah. demo. So it's like maybe just wait until the promo is available to drop the promo because you didn't even drop the two songs that are available. You dropped one song off of a two-song promo, which is meant to promote another release well here's the so thing. it's like i don't right. know just yeah. wait till the just wait till the tape's available put up both songs make it all uh, you know what's what are we doing here that said the song uh there's a there's a meme a video meme or a gif meme of a football high school or college football player saying uh they had us in the first half not gonna lie and that's kind of how i feel about this song because when it came in I was like, okay, this sounds pretty good. It, it is exactly the kind of sort of driving, bass-driven, dark wave-influenced post-punk that I alluded to earlier. Definitely, yeah, and, and definitely, um, you know, letting some hardcore fangs show. Just a little bit, right, you know? And I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff when it's well done. I was pretty on board until the chorus came in, which I felt was like pretty starkly incongruous it was just not like it didn't f i i get what's being attempted i just didn't think that it it worked super well so yeah when the chorus came in yeah it i definitely it it perked my ears up yeah because i thought oh wait a second these guys are actually serious about this yeah, yeah like yeah. really like they, they really taking a swing for a, a big swing a big swing Right. For sure, no doubt. Right, gotta 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 give them their flowers for taking right. the swing. Right. I don't think they hit the ball though. So, this is members of Stud Count. Yes, for sure. Right, who I, who I like. I like Stud Count. Yes. Um. Yeah. This is fine. This is. I say it a lot, man. This is awfully shiny. It is. It is. A, it is this pretty is, shiny. This is a very very curated shiny thing for sure. And you know, we just played with Cruelster and Yambag last yeah. night. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I'm That's, not. Yeah, I'm feeling that for sure. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in the mood for shiny. And to me, I think the chorus seems on this song, and just the the inclusion of that element at all seems like kind of a pretty transparent attempt to appeal to a different person. Yes. Than the verse of this song is yes. appealing to Th this. I, I agree. I agree. This this is almost in the same way where you have. Uh, uh, we've talked about it on like our Bizarro Core episodes, mm -hmm. where you'll have like, um, I don't know, some Russian guy that looks like ju a Russian, like Justin Bieber. Yes, right, mm -hmm. yelling about how angry he is, and like, right. but then he he starts singing like yes. Justin Bieber during yep. the song. Yes, right. That's exactly what I was going to liken this to, and obviously it's far less egregious and overall offensive than that. But the attempt felt in a similar vein. Yes. Um, because her voice is just like that wasn't it, it wasn't post punky, it wasn't dark wavy or gothy. It no. was like a pop chorus. Yes. It was a pop chorus. Her voice was super high up and up front in the mix. The delivery was very much just like a straight ticket pop indie pop alt rocky delivery. You know what I mean? Like 
it just didn't work for me. And and with bands like this too, the visual aesthetic a lot of times is yeah. like standoffish and we don't give a fuck. I'm very dark. But We're you, dark you, boys. You definitely give a whole lot yeah, of fucks. Yeah, 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 for sure. No doubt. No doubt. You know, I, I get it. You're Everybody there, I will say, I would bet a few hundred bucks that everyone didn't coincidentally wear black to the photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I was going to say, like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, like, what, what what's going on, guys? Shining black leather here? A conversation was had, yes. right? And that just ain't my bag. If, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not that guy. But, but we've, we've said time and time again, don't take our word sure. for it because we're fucking idiots. Look, if, yeah, if, you said, if you said, guys, yeah. I got photo shoot set up for the band yeah let's dress like this like you right. said you curate us to wear a wardrobe yeah I, I guarantee you that the other three of us in the band are intentionally of course going to wear something awful of course and so you're already you're dealing with two men that already the the idea of doing a photo shoot on purpose is anathema right like i'm not with it no from jump no but i understand the necessity of it for certain bands, for certain types of bands. But then when you're taking it to the next level where you're like, all right, guys, and here's what we're going to wear and here's what we're going to do. You've just taken like a big step over the line out of the realm of shit that I can relate to on any level. Dude, it always cracks me up. Like I, when we see these pictures, how much like, uh, how much vamping did they have to do before they took that shot? Was it like the photographer's like, okay, you hands in your pockets, right? Scully cap on look kind of vulture-ish right. and look at the ground you tall guy <laughs> yeah dangler in the ear sure i want you looking off to the side and biting your lip like you're kind of fucking pissed off at everybody else mm -hmm. right you up front look down put your hand on your head like you're kind of embarrassed about what's going on behind <laughs> you. yeah sure dude yeah for sure i like i i will say i like uh i like jacket and beanie guy like to this the second to the left oh yeah because he it looks like he they just caught him in the middle of something yeah everybody else looks like they're going for a thing but he looks like he's not exactly sure what's happening i like justin broderick in the back yeah yeah yeah. i like that too <laughs> i like i like puffer guy yeah. puffer has the guy of the, everyone in this picture that's the guy i'd be like what's up man yeah you want to you know that's the guy i'd chat to yeah um so yeah i don't know man this may land with a lot of people people are gonna love this. our tastes are certainly not representative like i said i think I thought the chorus was a transparent attempt at something that does not con connect with me. And fundamentally, I, I don't think that it actually worked. Um, I don't think that it worked structurally here. Don't take my word for it. Don't my favorite my thing I heard it. tonight sound like it was played by 10 year olds in 1982 and was actually played by probably like 15 and 16 year olds <laughs> for sure. So definitely don't take our word for it. I'm sure a lot of people will like this. Um, all right. What's next? Five. Okay, five is uh, urine hell. A funny, a funny band name uh, with weakling. You can find this at urinehell.bandcamp.com. <laughs> a funny band name, indeed. <laughs> um, so I do not believe that we were directed to listen to a particular song. They have got the first one queued up to play, so we'll just go with that. We're gonna listen to "Self Worth" by Urine Hell off of Weakling. <laughs>
once was, there is no memory. A phantom, rumors, myth, incongruous of a former path. I stream crookedly through corridors unknown, lost, Last of the COVID out. That's right. All right. We just heard the song Self Worth by the band Urine Hell from Chicago off of their new release, Weakling, that just came out in May of this year. How'd you like it? So I got I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna name three bands or okay. three projects. Uh-huh. These are twenty plus year old projects. I always reference old projects because that's the edifice of my taste. I bet you're gonna mention at least one or two of the same projects that I was probably going to mention. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's quote Varg. Let's there's, find out. There's so there's there's nothing on here that um, n- none of these bands exist. Well, one of them still does. Mm-hmm. I guess two of them do. Sure. I guess all three of them do. <laughs> okay. But they're not like in the part of the the current like hardcore zeitgeist. Sure. Right. Um, Bloodlet. Okay. Sure. Dystopia. Okay. And some Eric Wood spoken project. Spoken okay. word project. I was going to go a different direction with this stuff, uh, but yeah, but I, your your reference points make sense on a, coming from a different space than the ones that I was going to mention. But I think that this is the collision of of two different worlds. So I think you're still correct. I was going to mention stuff like "Today Is the Day." Oh yeah, okay. And a band that was mentioned in the write-up here that I was listening to just a few days ago, "Dazzling Killmen." Mm. So this, so you, you were going a, a bit more noise rock. Yes, I was going a bit more '90s hardcore mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But but it's funny because I almost also referenced like the weirder parts of like stark weather or something mm. I could hear in this too. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. so blood lets not a mile away either. I think like almost certainly if you're arriving at this sort of heavy music in 2022, you probably got there through hardcore or metalcore or something, something that's an easier entry point. You probably didn't start with, scratch acid you probably didn't start with cows right you probably got there because you liked terror (laughs) in 2006 or whatever whatever your entry point was and you arrived here so i would imagine your reference points that exist more in the sort of hardcore metalcore continuum are also apt even though i would assume the bands that they would put forward as like their actual their their influences quote unquote are going to land more on the noise rock end of the spectrum yeah i would say you know to mention like today's a day i guess this yeah. didn't this didn't have the abrasiveness sure. and just the nastiness that i associate with steve austin in today's day i would agree for sure um so that's why i didn't think about that but like the tone of that guitar 
you yeah. know, kind of like the driving sort of tempo to it. Yes. The only thing that stood out to me as eh, I could probably leave that mm-hmm. was just like the spoken part. I would agree in the sure. middle. Yeah, that didn't that didn't really move me. But I like this. I thought it was good. Oh, this is pretty. This is pretty fucking good. And it's it's funny that you mentioned like Bloodlet too because when they hit the part with like the very nineties metalcore dissonant chords, like I was like, Oh damn, that's not a noise rock part. That's like, that's like a metallic hardcore yeah. part for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that this was real solid. Um, I, I would say maybe I'd try to go catch them at the Albion house with Sarah in, in February, but that's like the day after spine plays here and like a few days before big laugh plays here. So I'm already going to have a loaded week, but uh, you know, they're only up in Chicago. Maybe I'll book them at the house next year. This is something I would maybe really like to see live. Just try to time a trip to the record store and a restaurant when these guys are playing. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I thought this was, I thought this was real solid. I am, I'm going to check out what else they have on offer. looks like they've also had, uh, like a single, a single song come out since then. Oh, okay. It, it was have a demo. It was on a comp. It, it's a, like a compilation. It's a song that was a previously on a compilation. And then they have a demo from, uh, December of 2020. So it looks as well. like they get f- six, seven songs. Yeah, available for sure. To check out. Yeah. I'm going to check out the solid, rest of this. Man. It was really solid for sure. Especially for, uh, what appears to be like a, a band that's still in the fairly early stages of their existence. Thought yeah. It was good. And, and honestly, um, you know, I'm sure that it's part of the part of the overall aesthetic for the band, but uh, this is way better than I, I expected a band called Urine Hell to sound. I agree for sure, and I also like the art on this. I think it looks good. That's yeah. a that's a good like. I see that on a tape. I'm checking it out. It's definitely piqued my interest for sure. All right, what's next? We're going. Uh, also, just a heads up, we're we're gonna go long tonight that's because fine. we took a week off. We got a lot to catch up with. You know, we don't have a shit ton of messages to get to. I like to like to listen to some music. Yeah, I would too. Let's uh let's do our fucking job. Indeed. Uh four. Okay. Four is uh Chevalier Scrog. You can find this at Legion Blotan.bandcamp.com. So this is a label uh based out of the UK. Heathen black metal label plus distro. So I see the word heathen, I see some runes, our normal our normal little, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, our normal disclaimer. Yeah, normal disclaimer. We're who, kn- who knows, who man? Who knows? Don't think about pagan it. Pagan metal is down in the tags. Who knows? You know what I mean? Runes, pagan, heathen. Don't think about it. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard, right? Um, so we were uh, we were suggested or we were directed to just listen to, to the first song on here uh, that comes in after the intro the army of servants uh which evidently starts at the 55 second mark and runs to the four minute and six second mark so do we want to what does the intro sound like i don't know do you want to just it's it's going to add 55 seconds to our listening experience i I don't care we'll just do the intro it's just 55 seconds yeah yeah There is a song on here called The Dawn of the Old Ways. Right. And there's another, A Frantic Revenge of the Pagan Spirit Dwelling Over the Countryside. Which I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Brother, one of my biggest problems is how much I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is probably the biggest yeah. problem is how much I don't mind. You're you know right. what I mean? So. War, a butchery of the bravest. Yes, for sure. So there are some things here. There are some things that are raising my eyebrows. Uh, yeah, we'll just listen to the intro into the first song. Why not? So we're going to listen to the intro into The Army of Servants by Chevalier Scrog off of Peasant Rebellion. <laughs> ¶¶ 
myself back here because I got so deep into investigating. <laughs> yeah, I was too, to figure out what exactly it is we're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, that Fang Foss shirt? Yeah. The one with the uh, crucified skin and the runes? Yeah. You wear that out in public, and people are not going to know what to think of you. They're not, no. So so we just listened to Intro in the Army of Servants by Chevalier Scrog off of Peasant Rebellion. The more dinging that I did on this label, I have not found... I, I'm not going to make any sort of blind, you know, accusations here. I don't know. I don't know the folks who run this. I don't know what they're about. Don't really care either way. That said, just based on some of the imagery, some of the things referenced... Some of the descriptions, the prevalence of many runes, including a Volknot, which is confirmed a sketchy-ass rune. Enter into the world of Legion Blotan at your own risk. Yeah. There's your disclaimer. I don't know, and I'm not making a claim one way or the other. There are just some things that if you're, if you're familiar with the, the dog whistles of far-right black metal, etc., the imagery may give you pause didn't give me pause but it does make me think there might be some racists in this there, in the mix there might be you know what but we've said before yeah i kind of like the inscrutability I, I like the inscrutability i don't want to actually know yeah i don't i don't want to know don't care to know i liked what i heard i, thought, I, I really thought, like what i heard thought it was real good Sounded fucking great thought it was real good and yo i am i mean we're we're guys who like D and shit this is this should come as no surprise uh, you know, Poison Ruin, one of my favorite bands of the last couple of years. I love shit that celebrates peasantry. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> exa exactly. Yeah. I, I, I am. I am all for this sudden, um, I guess, popularity yes. of medieval imagery for sure in hardcore, in yes. punk, and just this. It, it, it's seeming to run the gamut across uh, several different, uh, several different. Uh, uh, styles of music right now yeah for sure and i'm, I'm with i'm it. into it i'm way into it um this was fucking this was fucking sick it was good man now that i've heard this and confirmed i like this uh-huh i'm glad that it's one track i'm glad that it's that much of a fucking pain in the yeah, ass. yeah yeah for sure you can't you can't choose what you want to <laughs> listen to like everything on legion blotan's site is a pain in the fucking ass yeah, yeah, yeah. because it all looks super sketchy i don't fucking know man right <laughs> like the dude george proctor that runs the fucking site he was in a band called fecal ape Okay. okay. Filthy fecal mutants. Okay. According to Discogs, sure. mutants love turds. <laughs> that's the name of one of the releases. Yeah, that's one of the fucking groups. Mutants love turds. So okay. it, says, it says Yorkshire based noise metal and uh, noise rock musician and vocalist. Okay. Um, runs Turgid Animal and Legion Blotan. Um, Legion Blotan labels. Okay. So I don't know either anything about either one of these. Yeah. I'm going to say that this dude likes being inscrutable. For sure. Which I'm behind. Yes, I, I'm fully behind that, 100%. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm behind. Just, yeah, yeah pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm he's pretty a, he's sure. He's in a band called White Metal. Yes, and White Metal, I think, is the one with the big Volk knot on the front. Yes. Right? So. Yes. And, uh, you know, one man, Heathen Black Metal. Yeah. Um. When you see heathen tied to the words black metal, it usually implies at least a little something. Usually when I see the word heathen yeah. tied to white dudes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? For sure. Especially like, yeah, when I see the word heathen yes. tied to metal uh -huh. and white dudes, right? Yeah. 
And then you, you, you tie in the incorporation of runes and other, mm-hmm. other imagery. I don't know where we stand. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. we becoming the racist music <laughs> review show? No, I don't think so. And, and it seems like, let me see, let me double check who, who sent this one in. So he's also in a band called Indian Lady. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know, dude. So uh, I don't I don't know off the top of my head. Like I would have to check and see like who sent this in and like what else if anything they've sent in, but it didn't seem like an intentional like you know what I mean? It seemed like purely coincidental that like that we may have happened to land on something a little bit a little bit sketch. Dude, the Fang Foss release, Steel Toe Cap, Iron Will. So Fang Foss, I know that name. I, it, it's either been suggested to me or I've seen somebody that I know post it or maybe it was sent to the email or something. Uh, but I know that name, Fang Foss. I, ju- I just don't think that I've I've actually been exposed to it. But I, I am familiar with that name. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Hey. I will say this. I liked it a lot. Here at Demo Listen, yeah. we tread where eagles dare. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. We sure do. That's one way to put it. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I am going to listen to the rest of this. And to tell you the truth, I'm probably going to dive into what Legion Blotan I, I, has on I have here. I have bookmarked Legion yeah, Blotan's yeah, page. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I, uh, yeah, I might be doing a big cassette order sometime <laughs> soon here because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the look and the sound of what we were just uh, yeah. just exposed to here. I thought it was I thought it was real good. If you're hitting me with black metal in 2022, that is not of the bestial variety. This I usually I hope that it's of this variety. Well, when when it opened up with like the fucking like, like the medieval f- synth, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, yeah, yeah same. I was I was already I, into it. I've yeah. been listening to nothing but like Hold Dweller and yeah. Thief and Dungeon Synth yep. while I'm at work. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was with it. It's good. Maybe sketchy. Who knows? But I like it. All right. Let's roll the dice one more time and then uh, then listen to some messages. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you're a medieval peasant, uh-huh. you are by default sketchy. Yeah, for sure. No right? doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if you're going to, if you're going to play peasant metal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fitting. It's fitting. Right. You're, I guarantee you there were no, there were no peasants that weren't fucking sketchy. No, for sure. I'm sure they were. In, uh, I'm sure they were. In, overtly supportive of uh, the many religious campaigns against the Moors. I can guarantee you they're not having a drag reading at the library of the local village. <laughs> they're definitely not. No, they're certainly not doing that. <laughs> Peasants, confirmed sketchy people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's listen to one more thing. One. All right. <laughs> this should be an interesting juxtaposition. This is Buried in Coal. Their self-titled release. So let me just read to you what Seth, what Seth who sent this in and who is buried in coal said about this project. He says, Hey, Gray and Nate, thought I would send this your way since it's everything you and Nate would hate this holiday season. A bearded 43-year-old IPA-drinking father of three making retirement music. Seven-minute-long post-metal songs inspired by Isis, Neurosis, and Cult of Luna. With his kids, about Christmas. And yes, I know it looks more black metal than post-metal or doom. The backstory on this, before Nate makes it up for me, is... I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Which you would, for sure. 
I'm just a lonely old head that finally can record well enough to make some bucket list projects and genre studies and enjoying making music on my own. I've been a huge Neurosis and early Isis fan over the last 25 years, so I've been working on an album in that vein for fun. My kids are about the only people that hear my music. They've been harassing me about making a Christmas song so we combine the two. And uh, he says he recommends the song Paranoia Paradox slash A Slaying Song. So there you go. That's that's the vibe of this project. One man just doing a, a genre exercise for his own pleasure and yielding to his nagging children's demand to be included in his artistic endeavors. Okay. You know, so as much shit as I talk, yeah, I think, I think maybe I talk more shit. I think because... Like, you know, Seth is up here, uh-huh. at least in, in demography. Sure, right? yeah. You know, um, he is certainly, I am no peer to him when it comes to talent. Sure. Because uh, he's playing like seven instruments on this. Right, right sure. Right? Um, but at least a, a demographical peer. Yeah. The reason that I get so harsh is because I see I see myself in an alternate timeline <laughs> right, sure. reflected back. Yeah, yeah, I get right? that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's why, but I kind of I I'm curious to hear this because um, it's timely. Christmas yeah. is coming. Yes, those kids look unhappy. Yeah, they do look unhappy, right? And I like I, I like how those kids. Look. I do too. Yeah, the one kid looks like like the maybe the older one looks like they're putting on airs, but the younger the younger one down front looks like they're having a genuinely bad time. Right. And so and 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 the girl in the middle, like she's got her chin lifted and she's kind of looking down. At right. You. Right. Sure. I think it fucking works. I got no problems with kids. Kids are adorable. Yeah. It's the shit that they turn into right. that I don't like. <laughs> that's that's true for right? sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, for sure. I Let's just listen to this, and then I will share my thoughts accordingly, because I already have some, but let's let's save it. So we're going to listen to <laughs> Paranoia Paradox slash A Slaying Song by Buried in Coal. All right.
All right, we just heard Paranoia Paradox slash A Slaying Song by Buried in Cole off the uh, self-titled release of one Seth Scantlin. Nate, any thoughts? Uh, I ain't going to lie. Um, I don't. I thought this was fine. I, I thought this was funny. I sure. enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the, the spirit of it for sure. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Neurosis and Isis. Sure. I like Cult of Luna to a degree. Yeah. Right? What I don't like is how every motherfucker that decided to grow a beard yeah, and suddenly break edge decided that this is what they needed to start playing. Now. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what I don't like yes. because, like, you know, when Times of Grace came out, yeah, that's a fucking revolutionary record, unbelievable. You know, Silver and Blood, all that stuff. Yes, and it was played with a lot of punch, for sure. Right, yes, and then a bunch of people ran with it. Yeah, and tried to be also Rans. It's play, and now it's played with a lot of paunch. Exactly, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But no, this is fine. I, 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 I. People probably think that I like you know would immediately like. Right, sure. You know, it's a dad having fun with his kids and that sort of thing. Right, and I'm not a dad, and I don't have kids, and I don't have fun. <laughs> right, sure. Right, but no, man, I dig this. I, you know, your kids are down with it, and they they contributed. To the song and I thought it sounded fucking good. Yeah, I would. I will say I, I preferred the moments in which I heard children's voices on this to an adult man's voice, actually. But I'm also glad that the kids weren't yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And and from what I can tell, I think one thing that softens my stance on this is that it seems like the kids genuinely wanted to be involved with what their dad yes. was doing, and. I cannot, in good conscience, maybe it's the it's the spirit of Christmas seeping into me. My magnanimity is on full yeah. display here. Yeah. But I can't, in good conscience, hate on a dad just trying to be a good dad having fun with his kids. No, no. Now, if he drug his kids into this to exploit them. Right, sure. Right, yeah. like some fucking TikTok mom. Right, that's a right? different situation. That's a different story. But they wanted to do it. They wanted to have some fun with their dad. For sure. They hear him making this stupid fucking music, so they start singing Christmas carols over it. Right, yeah. Run with it, man. Have, fun, have some fucking fun with it. Yeah. Here's the thing, because it's got to be so goddamned awful yeah. to want to go to punk shows and to like want to play this sort of music and basically live on a fucking island of domestic hell. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's got to be so goddamn awful. He probably can't wait for those kids to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> right? But he's 43. Yeah. His youngest looks like four? Yeah, yeah. Maybe four or five. By the time yeah. that kid's gone, yeah. dude, you're fucked. You're fucked, man retirement age so i think the other thing that that softens my stance on this is that this is not a limited edition lathe cut featuring no. members of the melvins with yes. their kids yes this is that is paired with like a limited edition holiday ipa right this is just a dad right making no bones about what he's doing no pomp no circumstance having fun with his kids Fully acknowledging, yeah, it's a stupid thing I did for the holidays, just having a good time. And on that, I can't really hate. No, man. And musically, pretty fucking good. Pretty f If I pretty want to nitpick, would have liked to heard a little fucking, like, you know, low, like, A-tune neurosis fucking bottom end to sure. it. Yeah, agreed. You know? Agreed. But uh, whatever. I thought it was fucking good. I didn't feel bored during six minutes of that. For sure, man. Yeah, it held my attention better than it certainly had the potential to. It uh, held my attention more than a lot of stuff that's taking itself serious like this does. For sure. And I, I, I won't front on you. It elicited a smile from me on two different occasions. A real smile. I had even a little chuckle under my breath once. Uh, so 
God bless. The spirit of baby Jesus has descended upon this room. Look at us. Look at us heaping praise upon this this bearded father and his children. I think it's the spirit of the Kaganye. I think it is the spirit of the Kaganye, dude. Yes, absolutely, because that put me in the holiday it's spirit this, more than not anything. So, not, so much, not so much the cherubic infant Christ, yes. but the shitting the Kaganye. Shitting, the, shitting, the shitting Spanish man. Yes, agreed, for sure. So on that, I think that's a perfect way to close out the music section of the show right before Christmas time. So let's listen to some messages and uh, and then we'll call it a night. Okay. Where else can you hear potentially racist black metal? Yeah. Side by side with a loving dad and his charming children playing holiday-themed postcore. For better or for worse, we're the most diverse music show out there. I mean, I think we can safely make that claim. Well pretty close we're pretty close to the most diverse yeah i mean you know it's not like we're fucking got like a new beyonce song on or something like that that's yes that's that is true that's true i you know i've never actually listened to an entire beyonce song i, I don't see why you would you're, you're not the target demographic you know yeah, but like like i know plenty of you know i don't know plenty of people seem to like love fucking beyonce it's like who gives a shit? It's pretty underwhelming for the most part. She has she a couple. Seems like a horrible fucking person. Yeah, she she has a couple radio singles that I think are pretty enjoyable. Yeah, but that's about as, that's about as deep as I go on it. When people act like it's uh like it's like feminist literature or something. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Yo, come on, dude, right. come on. Right. Let's not do that. Right. Yeah. One. Okay. Real quick. We're not gonna listen to this first message. We're not. No. I I fucking screened this dude. And AJ posted about it in the Demolition group. This is this is beyond the pale even for AJ. Okay. <laughs> this call. I mean, I would have to provide so much fucking context to even... Oh, it maddens me, in fact. This is like a personal call out to an individual that I don't think AJ actually knows that was featured on like a straight edge Instagram page. And none of that context is even provided in this fucking call. And without being privy to the post that happened accompanying this call in the Facebook group for this podcast, you wouldn't have even the slightest clue what the fuck this is about. It's truly unhinged. AJ was not taking his meds that week. I don't know what the fuck is going on. You'd, you'd have to be fully balls deep in 2022 to understand what this call's about. I mean, beyond that, you you, you have to have schizoaffective disorder to understand what this call is about. Yeah. It's, it's true lunacy. We're going to jump right to the next call, okay. <laughs> which no matter what it is, is going to be more cogent than that. I'm just going to delete this. This is going, this is going in the trash bin. <laughs> Yo, what up? Uh, I was thinking about rounding out some of the media uh, we consume and uh, was wondering if you guys had any book recommendations. Um, interested to hear if you guys read uh, at all. Um, but anyways, uh, I just finished uh, Between Two Fires, which was this like apocalyptic medieval horror story um, where this fucking disgraced former knight has to basically escort a small child across Europe uh, to Paris um, during the height of the Black Death, and supposedly the kid can talk to angels and shit. I don't know. Um, there's some fucked up murders and uh, heinous acts committed, and I don't know. It's just a fucking crazy ride. I thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah, just wondering what you guys have, uh, if if anything at all. Eat my ass. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Ray's going to take this question more seriously than I will. Well, why don't you, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Um, yeah, I read. Sure. I tend to read, 
anymore the past few years nothing but fantasy pulp fiction yeah or non-fiction uh ecological and, and and science books that's fine i mean you know you know your lane you that's, know what i'm saying ba- i'm not because here's the thing if you know if, if listening to this show the one thing you should know about me is i do not give a fuck about people i don't give a fuck about your story i don't give a fuck about how, tr- how your troubles your life has i don't give a tr- fuck about your history i don't give a fuck about where you come from or yeah. where you're going i do not give a fuck about people their stories do not compel me in any way yeah, that, so, that is that is a true fact about you. Yes, I, I, uh, I simply disconnect from that. So when people talk about reading lists, oh, you got to read this. It's the important story of a dude to come up through this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, millions of people done it. Millions of people fucking died. The earth is the earth is fucking polluted with the corpses of people like that. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know what I give a shit about beetles. <laughs> I was reading a book about beetles. Yeah, right. Sure. You know what I give a shit about fucking badass wizards. And hedge knights. That's true, for sure. Sorcerers with big fucking tits. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what I give a shit about. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? true, for sure. So what am I reading right now? I'm reading um, the second book in the uh, the Band of Four series by, uh, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Green? God damn it. Now I gotta look it up. I'm reading some fucking fantasy bullshit. Sure. Um, Ed Greenwood. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Right? Yeah. Ed Greenwood is a, is a you know... D&D fantasy writer, mm-hmm. terrible writer. Yeah. As I mean, many as many people right. in that world are, right. yes, sure. Right, but I love it. I fucking love it, yeah. right? Because similar to hardcore, my taste in literature is non-existent. Sure. Right? Yeah. My taste in music is non-existent, so is my taste in literature. Sure. Um, so I'm reading Ed Greenwood books. Ed Greenwood book. Ed Greenwood is, is a very horny fantasy writer. Yes, 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 yes. Amongst the horniest. He yeah. Wrote the Elminster books. Elminster fucks a lot, yeah. at least in the first two, because the rest of them are hard to find, so I'm not going to read them out of order. Uh, the, the Band of Four, three dudes yeah. in a soaking wet, half-naked sorceress that they run around the lands of Aglerto with yeah. all over the place. Book one ends with them finally taking some R&R. Yeah. In a uh, fantasy hotel on the seaside, mm-hmm. slipping into a hot tub, all th- all four of them together naked. Yeah, and the rogue yelling out, "Man, I'm hard as a hammer." <laughs> were we? Were you talking to me about Greenwood recently? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember if this was something an independent thought I had, or if it was something that you and I were speaking about. How how he's always talking about people being fucking wet and there's robes clinging to them and horny shit. as yeah. hell. Horny as hell. If you look at a picture, Ed Greenwood, he looks like a cross between fucking Morn from Deep Space Nine yeah. and Gandalf the Grey. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so that's what I read is a bunch of fantasy bullshit and a bunch of science books. And um, what I don't read is books about people overcoming their problems because I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> yeah, so my, I guess my tastes are a, a little more broad sweeping than that. I do share Nate's affinity for fantasy books. Uh, I'm currently <clears throat> dually reading and I've gotten sidetracked. The last five years of my life I've been bad about reading in general I get really busy and sometimes I kind of hyper fixate on a couple things at the expense of a lot of other things that I really like and growing up I read a fuck ton Uh, it was one of my main pastimes and it's just become harder to fit it into like the the, sort of my daily schedule without making an effort but I have been making an effort to do so over the past few years over the past year Um, so right now I am simultaneously reading 
the fourth chronologically, I think the fourth book in the Drizzt series, right? Fantasy Crystal, Pulp, Crystal Shard, Fantasy Pulp. Is that the, is that the fourth? Maybe the maybe the fifth. Well, it's 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 technically chronologically, it's like I said, chronologically, it's the first one. It's the first published one. Yes, it's the first published one. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I already read the entirety of the Dark Elf trilogy. R.A. Salvatore? Yeah, yeah. That book, Crystal Shard, is not a very well-written book. I But comparatively to a lot of the sort of fantasy pulp that it coexisted with, it's surprisingly readable. Not as horny as Ed Greenwood. Oh, not, not close to as horny as Ed Greenwood, for sure. So I've been reading that, and then I also have been reading uh, Spring Snow uh, by Yukio Mishima. Uh, I like some Japanese literature in general. Um, I'm I'm like obviously like everyone who fancies themselves a, a literary person. Oh, you I like, like Haruki Murakami. Yeah, I like Haruki Murakami. I've liked Murakami's for for I've liked Murakami for a long time. Hit or miss for me. I've read I read like Kafka on the Shore when I was probably eighteen, and then I read Norwegian Wood, and uh, I read like IQ eighty four when it came out. Um, yeah, I've, I've kept up with, with Murakami over the years and I typically tend to like most of what he does. So I like stuff like that. I used to read a lot of philosophy. It doesn't interest me as much now, but I read a lot of, you know, Simone de Beauvoir and, uh, he's asking what you're reading now. What I'm reading now is Yukio Mishima and R.A. Salvatore. There you go. That's what I'm reading right now. Go to your local used bookstore, go to the fucking fantasy science fiction section, find the cheapest, shittiest pulp. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. If and also if you like if you like sci-fi that is just barely elevated and sometimes not even, uh, Heinlein's got a lot of that. I hate Heinlein. Oh man, I like I like some of his pulpier stuff like Podcane of Mars I, and I, shit like I that. I can't. I, I gave up on Heinlein when I tried to read um, uh, Job. No, 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 no. I've read Job and you know fucking Stranger Strangeland and all that sort of stuff. Um, um, now I, now I have to look it up. Um, Star Beast. Yes. Is that it? Is that what it's called? It's something like that, right? Is it Star Beast that I'm looking for? Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast. I haven't read that one. Awful. Okay. Terrible. I didn't need... I, his writing is so goddamn nonsensical. Mm. It can be, for sure. And he tries to... He tries to... I, I talk about it on the show. He, he tries to... Inter, like... He tries to create a vernacular yes. that occurs that's full of slang that just, even though this is supposed to be the far future on a different planet, yeah. sounds like dated 1940s fucking gangster dramas. He also occasionally lapses into like truly inscrutable techno babble. Yes. Yeah. And so I read like, I don't know, 150 pages of The Number of the Beast. Yeah. And I, I literally had no idea what the fuck is happening. Sure. And I just got really fucking sick of uh trying to sort out what the fuck people were saying because nobody actually spoke english yeah despite the fact that the book was written in english sure and there was just a lot of like really coy stupid like sexism and stuff in it that sure it was the, like this is this this fucking book sucks yeah there's some of that here and there for sure yeah, but there are some there are some heinland works that i like a lot too so, so whatever he's dead fuck him he is dead <laughs> okay let's hear our next message Yo, I was really happy to hear you guys discuss uh, the importance of uh, production quality and style as like a major component in the final products of recorded music. It 
totally blows my mind how many people I've played music with um, that kind of like, you know, gloss over that or just consider it an afterthought and who have even gone as far as to like vehemently disagree with me about the fact that, um, you know, that totally changes the, not just the perception of the music, but the reception of the music in that, you know, certain folks may have liked it otherwise. Not that that fucking matters, but, you know, it's just kind of remarkable how much that affects the perception. Um, also, most ironic demolition moment yet, Nate pretending to not understand why people wear jewelry uh, <laughs> and uh, calling it bizarre and stating it's only for, for others to look at you or something like that. I mean, by your logic, are, are you, don't you have a bunch of tattoos? Like, what's the difference by your logic? Um, anyway, great show. Thanks, guys. What do you think? <laughs> what's my logic? Yeah. My logic is that, you know, fucking this stupid adornment that people put on themselves is uh it accomplishes what is the significance of it i i'm not pretending i don't understand it i truly don't understand what people think they're accomplishing by we're accomplishing by wearing joy what the fuck is the significance of a wedding band like i put this gold ring around your finger who gives a shit right why does it have to have a fucking diamond on it do you even understand how that shit is extracted from the fucking earth and in the year 2022 like, yo, if in, in the year 2022, if you're buying, like, fresh out the ground fucking gold and, and shit like that, sure. you need to rethink some shit. That's true. You know? And, like, who are you fucking kidding? Who are you fuck Like, like I can understand if you're, like, goddamn king of fucking, you know, the, the goddamn Queen of Sheba, uh -huh. and you're wearing a bunch of gold. Yeah, it's the fucking Queen of Sheba. Look, she's got a bunch of fucking wealth. It's how she signifies her power over us and her closeness to divinity. Sure. But, like, some fucking scumbag at a hardcore show wearing some gold chain, dude, you look like fucking trash. You look like an idiot. <laughs> so, But what about the assertion here that... Anything that is outward-facing adornment, including tattoos, functionally occupies the same or a very similar or adjacent space to wearing jewelry. No, I don't know. For me, the ta like, I guess, yeah, sure. Logically, it's, it's it's not a jump, right? Of course. But like, yo, the reason I started getting tattoos was uh, to keep people from keep people away from me. Sure. On some you know level. what I mean? Like I don't sure. like, like like I don't want you around me. I don't want you talking to me. Right? Uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. There's and there's so, a component of that. So and and it's it's different. It's a different thing now. I was the first person I knew that had neck tattoos. Sure. Yeah. Um and um it's a different thing now. So yeah, you know, there's not there's not a big logic to it, but jewelry always fucking befuddles me. The fucking the 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 fucking affinity that poor people have. Yeah. For like empty, hollow displays of flashiness. Sure, that's that is a. I think that's a different thing. Utterly I, fucking confounds me. I agree with that to a certain extent. To to an extent, like the affinity that poor people have for like, yo, I ain't got two nickels to rub together or a pot to piss in, sure. but I'm gonna hang this gold crown from my mirror. Yeah, come on. I think <laughs> I think if we wanted if we wanted to get deep into it we could probably break down and punch a lot of holes in your position on this. And we could get real meta and real in the weeds about how everything we do is in relation to others and how we are perceived in society by others and how our self-perception reflects outwards. But that said to our caller, 
we don't want to break the demolition kayfabe. <laughs> well, my my, con, my my confusion on jewelry is not kayfabe. <laughs> that's probably right. that's I, probably true. I, <laughs> I, I I understand that we are a social animal and all this stupid shit, right? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but my confusion on jewelry is not kayfabe. My fucking confusion on like my confusion on going out of your way. Yeah, and believe me. Putting, putting fucking metal around your appendages is going out of your way. Mm-hmm. Going out of your way to, like, you know, show off something about yourself to somebody else mm-hmm. is beyond me. It's less going out of your way than sitting under a needle for many hours. Yeah, though. that's true, but you can't see most of my tattoos. It's not like I'm walking around without a shirt on. That's true. You can see some of them, though. Like I said, we can get in the weeds on this, but it's not going to behoove anybody. It's not like I'm looking at myself in the mirror, but like, all right, black T-shirt, gray pants. Sure. Making sure that there's no visible apparel logo anywhere on there because I don't want to be a walking advertisement unless it's for a band. Sure. Right? So I want to I want to look as neutral as possible. Sure. Right? Because I, I just... I want to I, I want to be invisible yeah right sometimes I long for true neutrality in like a public space for sure but you know what you know what's really missing yeah this fucking 14 karat gold piece of shit that I'm gonna put around my neck right now we're, I'll, all, all I'll say is we're not gonna investigate this position any further in the future either now you know or what, in you the know future what, you know what's listen. really gonna tie this together and drive him crazy yeah is this fake fucking gold shit that I'm about to hang off my head? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's listen to the last message. Hey, this is a little scenario for you. Um, gun to your head, you're on a desert island. You have to listen to one of these records for the rest of your life, or someone's going to shoot you in the head. Would you rather have the second Righteous Jams album? which is straightforward hardcore that is so boring and uninspired to the point of being a painful listen or the second no warning album, which is pretty good at what it's going for, but it's going for something really gay. I guess you could extrapolate that further if you want to talk about it or just talk about the specifics. Anyway, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye. So unless we do extrapolate and turn this question into more of an abstraction. Nate, I think, is literally unable to answer that question because I don't believe he has heard the second Righteous Jams nor the second No Warning record. I've, I don't care enough about either one of these bands to actually try to listen to them. I've I've at least mentioned No Warning second record in your presence, like on the Patreon episode. Um, it's like... It's 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 Lincoln Park adjacent for sure. Yeah, we talked about we talked. You, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, it's no good. It, as was pointed out in the call, yes, it's it's competent. It is pretty good at what it's going for, but it's going for something real shitty. And then the righteous, the second righteous jams LP is pretty uninspired. I mean, unless you were there for righteous jams in general. Uh, it, it, they're kind of a hard sell to a kid in 2022. They were fun. They were representative of a particular kind of subsect of the scene that I enjoyed a whole lot and I have a fondness for. I'm not sure if I would find it compelling if I heard it right now. Um, that second record is is pretty pretty under, un, un, uninspired. It's about as boilerplate as you can get with like capital H hardcore, no modifier hardcore stuff. Um, I... I'm a simple man. I'm a creature of habit. 
personally in almost every instance if we're talking about like a desert island situation as was proposed here and not just a day-to-day living my life situation i'm gonna take the familiar thing i'm gonna take the cheeseburger with ketchup and mayo i'm gonna take the righteous jams record i'm gonna take the uh the drizzed book when i'm living my life when i'm just driving in my car (laughs) I'm often struck, more frequently struck with the desire probably to try out something new and see how I feel about a thing that maybe uh, I previously had a different opinion about, see how I feel about it now, 10 years on, uh, try and listen to a part of a band's discography that I've never really made an active attempt to dissect. I like doing stuff like that, but if if I am having to choose between media that I am going to have to sit with for the rest of my life and revisit repeatedly. I'll probably take the boilerplate thing that is at least pretty close to what I already like as opposed to the thing that I know that I don't like but is going for it. That's just my, so that's who I am. Sure. Uh, by and large, Locking Out Records and Bridge Nine Records, there's only a handful of bands on their entire fucking, you know, yeah. discography that I'm interested in. Sure. So these, this just isn't, this is a style of hardcore that I largely have blinders on. For sure. Doesn't exist. Yeah. It's fake. <laughs> Even. There you go. It's fake. Okay, so we got one here from, uh, from Alex, I believe, uh, in the text messages. Blown out reverb is the auto-tune of hardcore, and I'm very, very tired of it. It's a conversation that we were having probably three years ago on this show. It's, it's an opinion that I guess I understand kind of, but I, I think we draw really arbitrary lines with this kind of stuff. Like, for example, nobody feels that way about distortion on a guitar, right? Yeah. It's like the idea that just because you put an effect on a voice and it becomes somewhat ubiquitous, people get annoyed by it. I don't really relate to it. No, like I said, nobody's like, man, why is there so much distortion on that guitar? Man, why is the why is a snare produced like this? You know, it's just, I, I, it doesn't bug me. I don't care. It sounds good. I'm a fan of utilizing the voice in, as, as an instrument in punk and hardcore in many different forms of music. I often like vocals to sit at about an equal level with instruments. I like it to be a healthy part of the mix. And I think if throwing some effects on it suits the style of music that you're attempting to play, if it conveys what you want it to aesthetically, thematically, throw some reverb on it, throw yeah. some chorus on it, do whatever you want. It doesn't, I don't care. If it sounds good and it suits the music, I don't give a shit. I understand how people can feel it's a crutch or it's played out or whatever. But I, I just don't I just don't share that position. Well, you know, it's because um everything gets played out. Yeah, for sure. Especially in this day and age when, you know, shit can can blow up literally overnight. Yeah. Um so yeah, everything everything gets played out to an extent. And the voice of course is an instrument. Otherwise people would just talk. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> you know, like go to an opera and they're not singing, they're just talk. Yeah, no one's mad about reverb on guitars. Nobody's mad about reverb on the snare. You know, it's just whatever, man. Stuff reaches a saturation point, and I understand the ship sailing for some people and getting over it, but also, like, you know, you stick around in this shit long enough, you're going to see it come in and out of vogue 20 times in your life. Uh, Now, 
to 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 this text, the person that sent this in their credit. When it we've said this before, when it is used as a distraction from a bad song. Sure. Agreed. Okay. Yes, for sure. Agreed there. But again, that can apply to any number of things, not just the blown out reverb on the vocals. That uh, in indie rock, that applied to the chorus pedal for a long while. Um, there were a lot of like bands that fancied themselves shoegaze bands because they just started using like reverb and chorus, and they were just like pop, pop punk bands with a pedal board. That's a thing that can happen. So yeah, sure. If you're using effects uh, to mask the fact that you can't write a song, it's annoying. It's it's played out. I get it, but yeah. Reverb works has been done. Delay and reverb on vocals has been there since day one in hardcore punk. Uh, we we have witnessed that firsthand and going back and revisiting a lot of shit on Patreon episodes. It's on fucking government issue records. It's all over the place. It's on fucking United Mutation records. It's on Wide Eye records. It's all over the place in early hardcore. Yeah. So, uh, so we got a text here that's... Um, picture of Drake that says, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, is that who that is? That is Drake, yes. It says, uh, also, side note, a couple of my submissions have been completely skipped for months ago. Get your shit together. So that's a thing that I'm not going to address here because it's at the end of the episode. I'm not going to address it in, in length, but but Nate and I are going to have to convene and brainstorm on how the fuck we want to do this because I think our listenership has ticked up a little bit and submissions are coming in at a rate that we just like truly can't process. It's, it's probably just going to be like, hey, it's like the lottery. Yeah, I don't know, man, because what, what I've been doing is just picking the 10 most recent submissions so that we're not just like piling up. So that way there's some sort of recency bias in right. what we're picking. Right. But there there is so much stuff. That and, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. And I think I said, like, I'm going to sit down and just like put it out. I was looking, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. And then also like. I do like the masochism of Hell Week. But I, we, I like we the masochism. We can't do a Hell, Hell Week, Week every six months. No, we can't. We can't, man. And 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 it, <laughs> furthermore, it just isn't like an effective way to get through the stuff. I don't no. think because the rate of submission has increased kind of significantly. And like I said, I think in general our listenership is ticked up a little bit. Um, which maybe we'll solve that problem soon with all the Argus slant talk, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, it's just, it's really tough. So I've been favoring the 10 most recent releases when I select the queue on any given week, I have been thinking about how we can go back and, and kind of collect older shit. But Nate works full time, like out in the field and has a significant other and a life and hobbies. I'm up to three band practices a week. And despite the fact that I often joke about how stupid and fake my job is, it is actually legitimately hard work and really time consuming. You know, here's the thing though. The only reason that I'm like, I don't ex like, I get it. You submitted some stuff. I, I wish we could help you out, man. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Right. It's just like, there's no way we're going like, to, I would everything. like to hear those things. I would love to. I think a lot of it is, is, is pretty pie in the sky for me. Cause I, I, I would love to hear right. every single thing, but I can't just, I, I can't just sit down and like, like watch no deal on YouTube all day long. And the other thing is just like, if you want that, it comes at the expense of a thing that people, I think, come to this show for which, which is, is all the talk about race <laughs> so, is us being assholes and, right. and, and, and and morons you know what i mean it's like 
we could just put together a playlist for you every week. You know what I mean? Like we could do that, but then it would be a different show. Then it would be a, a radio show. Yeah. And that's not really what we do here. It's halfway what we do. We'll, we'll, we'll try to think of something. Yeah. But, but, but here's guess what? Thing, here's the thing. We might not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's exactly what I'm going to say. We'll try to think of something, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah for sure. We also just might not do that, you know? Uh, we're doing fine out here, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, man. Uh, sorry, man. I I, I want to hear shit that everybody submits. I really do. Yeah. Um, because I never know what I'm missing out on. That's sure. the whole reason that I like doing Hell Week. I agreed. It's because I had some of my favorite shit for sure. Nuevo Testamento. Absolutely, Nuevo Testamento Wednesday. That record's gotten so much play from me this right. year. So much shit was in the Hell Week episode. So. Trust me, there is, there is, I, I possess a deep fear of missing out with this kind of stuff that makes me want to be like, how can we listen to everything? But it is logistically an impossibility. We yeah. just can't do it. I mean, I think this week alone, like in the last 10, 10 ish days, we have like 20 submissions or something. There's just no way to fucking do it, man. There's no way to do it. So no. do, we'll do our best or we'll just keep doing what we're already doing, which is not our best, but it's probably it's up there. We're doing. We're doing. Well, we'll do our. We're best, doing better. We're doing better than average. We'll do our best, but that might actually be the worst. Yeah, yeah that's often been the case in my life. Uh, hey, Nate and Gray, I already know the answer to this question, but I am trying to settle a debate. If you are a band that is fairly new with not a lot of hype yet, playing a basement show with a touring band that also might not have a lot of hype yet, is it best to promote the show ahead of time, maybe a month or even a week, or say fuck promoting the show at all until the day of and hope that people see the flyer that same day and want to come? The answer is obvious, but please tell me what you think your best friend, the famous cat man, Catfish Jones. Yeah, the answer is obvious. Of course, you just pr you promote the show, post the flyer around, tell people right, about it. Right. I'm going to assume that you're having a debate with a band member or maybe somebody in a local band who you booked and they were they shared the flyer the day of and didn't tell anybody about it. Yes, the answer is obvious to any thinking adult. Maybe you're not dealing with a thinking adult here, but in terms of if you need to use us as a tiebreaker, that, that's my opinion. It yeah. does seem it's very apparent. Right. There's no there's no uh, there are many positions in this world with an equal, with an opposite and perhaps equally compelling stance. This is not one of them. Right. It's very clear. It's yeah. just a matter of, it's just a lot, a matter of logic. Yeah. You know? I like, if you want people to show up to your show, it's necessary to, to yeah. Right. And if you don't, then don't do it. That's unless, fine. Unless you build a trap. Yes, indeed. Right? <laughs> right. Yes. Like people walk in, oh, what, I wonder what's in here. Yeah. And they walk in. Yep. It's a one-way door. They can't get out. All right, 50 people are here. Start the show. Escape room with a hardcore show. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, not a bad idea, actually. Um, we got one here that just says, I love Maxwell, too. I don't know if that was a text to a wrong number. I don't know if we said something. <laughs> I don't remember mentioning I don't remember Maxwell. mentioning Maxwell. Um, I don't know what that means. If you care to shed any light on that incredibly cryptic text, write us next week. We got one here. Can we start using the phrase you're acting like a Christian as a common put down slash slur? Yeah, you can if you want. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why I already kind of do. I kind of, yeah, we kind of say that on this show. I, I, I mean, I don't use it in, in that pointed a way where it's like, oh, you're acting like a Christian. But definitely among friends, I will say that somebody is maybe giving me a Christian vibe, you know? Here's the thing. Strip away the magic. Yeah. Strip away the magic and the horse shit, mm -hmm. right? If you're acting like a Christian, yeah, 
without all the magic and horse shit. Yeah. Like, actually? Yeah. Pretty cool. You're probably doing pretty good. Pretty chill. Sure. Right? Yeah. You're standing up for the poor folk and the, sure. and the mistreated. Yeah. Right? Washing the feet of prostitutes. Yeah. Right? Sure. Who doesn't fucking love that, especially in this day and age? It's pretty cool. Everybody wants to watch the foot of a prostitute. <laughs> exactly. you know? Right? Yeah, people pay good money right. to watch that. Right. But unfortunately, you know, which instead what you get is a bunch of shrieking maniacs. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I already kind of do use it as a slur, yes. but it's more like, fuck the bastard Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, it's gut, like gut the virgin whore. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I'm screaming that out the window of my neighborhood. <laughs> Yes. Someone's got to take over because the apartment's empty. Yeah, that's 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 all, exactly all my right. crazy neighbors are moved out. Maybe that maybe that's where Josh and I can move. We can get the two neighboring apartments. Oh yeah. I bet it's not. I bet it's cheaper than dirt. Well, they're going to rebuild the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, true, true. So they're going to remodel the whole Still, thing. Still, I bet they won't be expensive. Let's see, I'm going to check into. It. I might put in an application. Turn it into a venue. We could turn it into a venue. We just rent the whole place out. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Um, okay, last one. Does Nate want to go to the Wetland Science Conference with me in Stephen Point, Wisconsin? Uh, you know, I've been getting emails about that at work, too. Really? Uh, no, probably not. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's, I mean, that's yeah, it. I would. I would, but you know. Yeah. I, I'm, who knows? Yeah, for sure. I hang out with four people, so. Yeah. Usually, if I, I'm not, you know, not speaking for Nate here, but if I get an invitation to do something out of state with a stranger... Nine out of ten times the answer is probably no. I'm I'm all, I'm all right to go out if somebody if somebody just rando hits me up. I, this is a rando, right? Yeah. If I had a reason to go to the Wetland Science Conference, sure, sure. sure. If you already had a reason to be going, I'm there, presenting, sure, something like that. Yeah. Convince you know convince my boss to let me go or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Depends where it, where it lines up. I've seen emails for it. Sure. I've gotten a lot of lots of conferences, mm -hmm. and um. I, I, it's nice to because I don't get a chance to talk about science with anybody because sure. I work alone and you're an idiot yeah. when it comes to that sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say maybe it's just not um, on my field of stuff. Right. That's what I mean. Sure, yeah. You know? And so it's nice when I get to talk to colleagues and stuff at a, at a deeper level about this stuff. Sure. But at the same time, it also becomes extremely grating because that's all they want to fucking talk about. Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, I like... Okay, cool. Let's talk about something else now. Let's let's start, let's talk about something cool like hardcore. Indeed. So on that and yeah and these conferences always have a lot of grad students and stuff that think that their work is super important. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, and it's not. Right. It's not really applicable to like any actual like on the ground use and conservation. Sure. So you go to these sorts of conferences, wetland science conference or whatever, herpetological conference or whatever, something, some shit like that. And you get a lot of grad students that have half a, you know, they have like one season's worth of data and their advisors tell them they got to go do this and they got to present or something like that. They don't really have a good presentation. Their work isn't really done. They're bad public speakers. The science itself is iffy and it's hyper specific and it doesn't really have any real world use. Sure. And uh, you sit through a lot of that shit presentation after presentation after presentation yeah boring sure so normally this would be the part in which i like plug all of the the places but we've been going for over two hours and according to all of our analytics there are like five of you still listening by this juncture so okay. 
I don't really care. I'll do it real quick. You want to submit a, uh, a release demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Although, as you now know, the chances of us actually putting it on the show, pretty slim. But don't let that discourage you. No, don't you. let that discourage you. Put it in. It's like hitting the lottery. It's like hitting the lottery. Only the lottery sucks in this case. The lottery is two idiots talking about the music you sent them. What, what a prize. Uh, if you, if <laughs> Maybe you, making fun of you. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep your message brief, minute and a half or under. You can also shoot us a text message, which people are uh, are more frequently choosing to do. Uh, also, if you uh, want to leave us you know, a good review somewhere, I think that helps us, but I'm not really sure in what way. And it seems like, I mean, we're already doing it. We're killing it out here. We're doing great. We're in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world, baby. Woo-woo. Oof. We're fucking out here. Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. I, I think the I think the chasm between us and uh, Joe Rogan is is still many thousands of miles wide. And I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd like to come from number one spot. I think we can get there. I just want to keep the chasm between me and Joe Rogan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I. Eh, me too. To a certain extent, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of that joke. I wouldn't mind a little bit of that grifter money. <laughs> I wouldn't mind the grifter money, but he is a deeply uninteresting person. To he, me. he is very uninteresting for sure. That's that's my biggest beef with Joe Rogan. I don't really have any sort of personal qualms with him. He's just deeply uninteresting and is the exact type of man who will believe the most recent thing said to him with any degree of uh any degree of authority. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just say it loudly and like assertively enough, and he's like Whoa, no shit. Is that real? It's real. And you're like, yeah, that's real. Most man. grad students don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And uh, their presentations suck. Huh. Oh, wow. Jamie, look that up. Is that true? All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one, which will be significantly shorter than this. And maybe we'll do a, well, maybe we'll do like a little post holiday year end roundup of things that we didn't hear on the show, too. That's, well, we, we have to do our yearly best. Yeah, exactly. Or, or at least whatever. Sure, sure. Whatever we call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll see you after the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.